Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And sometimes I would rather gouge out my eyes than watch anime. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, it's time. It's time for the spooky season to wrap up fully. I think this is our last uh, Halloween episode of the month, Rem. I, I'm, yeah, it, it's our proper, it is like our Halloween special. Uh, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's coming up. Um, that being said, I'm a little bit concerned, Sean. Can I tell you why? Why are you concerned, Rem? Because last week you did something spooky. And obviously, I want something spooky for Halloween, but you often, in previous years, have pulled a, oh, it's horrifying because fuck you, Remington, you hate it. Haha, <laughs> it's horror for you. Um, And because you've already done horror last week, I'm worried that that's the route we're going to go this week. <laughs> now, Rem... Do you honestly think that, after all this time, I would do the same exact trick on you again for a Halloween special? Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I do, yes. I mean, there are so many, like, popular horror anime out there that people have wanted us to cover. Do you really think I would spurn our audience just to have a lovely little trick on this uh, All Hallows' Eve? Yeah. <laughs> you have no faith in me, do you? Correct, yes, you, you, you understand now. <laughs> Well, Rem, I actually have some good news that'll actually subvert your expectations a bit. Because, Rem... Okay. I am doing something a little bit different, but yet <laughs> quite familiar. Uh, okay, alright. Nice meaningless phrase. Rem, it's been a minute since I've given you a choice. Ah, shit. Alright, here we go. And this time, for the choice I'm gonna give you, I've got... The good news is, is they both are technically horror anime. All right, I understand, Jigsaw. You'd like to play a game. <laughs> I'd like to play a game with you, Mr. Remington. And I want you to essentially... Uh, it's a very familiar game you'll be able to choose. Uh, they're both horror anime. They both have very similar settings. Uh, but there's one key difference. And essentially, yep. Remington, I'm going to have you choose between life or death. <laughs> Shit. Okay, okay. And based and, on and, and that's is that the whole decision? Well, essentially, uh, you're you're going to be watching a horror anime today, as it is Halloween. Yeah. Uh, one of these uh, anime, uh, in the title, it has the word life, and the other it has the word word dead or death. Okay. And okay. essentially, okay. what you are choosing is which one we cover, and that's what we will watch, and it'll tr and whether or not it is the true horror experience you wanted will ultimately be up to you. So what do you hey. trust more, life or death? All right, all right. Broadly speaking, life more preferable. Mm -hmm. During this podcast, death much more preferable. <laughs> uh, you could be pulling some revisit shit for, like, death note, uh, which would be okay. For life, all I can think of is re-life, which is not horror. Well, Rem, how about this? I'll give you the chance to ask me one question, and I will be very—I'll be explicitly honest about 
uh, the answer I give you. One question. Can I ask a question like, which one do you think I would prefer? Yeah, you're welcome to. I, all right, that will be like, what one do you think I would prefer, Sean? You'd probably prefer life. That's what, here's the reasons why I'm leaning towards life. Because death, while it seems very spooky, could be, we could end up with shitty vampires, shitty zombies, all of these things that we've come across before, right? Mm -hmm. um, life, it has a lot more ambiguity for horror. I, um, I guess I'm going life. So, it's not a confident choice. <laughs> I've swayed you towards life. Interesting. And the fact that I was already leaning towards life and then you answered that way, uh, I could be getting boozled, but you know, I got to trust my instincts combined with the answer to my question. What else do I have to go off of? Well, Remington, I will tell you what you did not choose to start with. You're locking right. in life? Yep. All right. Well, the anime you did not choose was an anime that has been requested for us since we started... Uh, doing this show. <laughs> Get fucked with. Yep. Yep. Uh, we were going to watch a lovely uh, little show called High School of the Dead, which mm. which is exceedingly popular uh, to talk. That sounds horny. <laughs> Excuse me, Rem? Uh, sorry? High School and Dead makes you horny? What? It doesn't make me horny. It makes anime horny. <laughs> Can you tell me right now? That something with high school in the title, this being High School of the Dead, can you tell me that it's not a horny show, Sean? Uh, there are plenty of uh, high school named shows that are not horny. What about this one right here, Sean? Well, you don't get to know anything about this one, Rem, because you already turned it down. Fair enough. I, I gladly turn it down with the presumption that it's horny. Um, I could be totally, people could, might be like, Remington, you fucking dumbass right now. But this is a way to make me feel better about my choice. Well, I can guarantee that there are going to be people disappointed. High School of the Dead trash show, zero out of ten. There's my review. <laughs> Don't worry, Rem. We'll cover it again at a future date. <laughs> uh, but no, Rem. The uh, anime we're going to be watching today is simply titled uh, Gakogurashi, or School Live. Oh, oh okay. Okay, I, I see. I see. Mm -hmm. And this... That doesn't sound like a horror. Oh? I'll be honest. Really? Huh. That's interesting. It, yeah. Well, you know what? Tell you what. How about I uh, tell you about the, the show, and then you can decide for yourself if it sounds horror to you. Okay. Okay. So this story is about um, our four main characters, uh, and primarily uh, our our main uh, very happy-go-lucky junior high student uh, by the name of Yuki Takeya, and uh, she is always excited to go to her after-school club. Uh, which is simply known as the School Living Club, uh, where she and her three friends uh, essentially stay after school uh, because their uh, own living arrangements aren't exactly uh, the most conducive to, uh, you know, uh, healthy living. So they, they essentially have special permission to reside in their school environment. Okay. And this is just a lovely little story about um, them working together and their antics that come of uh, being left alone in that environment. I'm so obviously missing something, but there it could go so many routes from here. Like, all right, and then maybe at night you get a spooky night at the museum style, things go wrong, or or maybe it's like, maybe it's just super duper cutesy, but it has undertones of being fucked up whether it knows it or not. Or maybe it's incestuous. Like, there's so many possibilities. Of what you are hiding from me right now. What makes you think I'm hiding something from you, Rem? 
I've been around the block long <laughs> enough. There's there's a reason that this has been selected today. I just don't know what that is yet. Well, Rem, you're right. I am hiding something from you. Okay. The thing I'm hiding from you is that there is a fifth member of this club. Okay. And this member, I think they have the strongest potential to be your favorite member. It's Casper. Oh, wait, is it a dog? Is it an animal? Yep, the fu- the uh, fifth member of this club is the club dog Tarumaru. Oh, fuck yes. I do- <laughs> as long as the dog doesn't die, then I don't give a shit what you're hiding anymore. Well, I think on that note, let's jump straight into it, shall we, Remington? Wait, is the dog gonna die? Well, Remington, I- You son of a bitch, is the dog gonna die? Well, Remington, uh, we have we don't have a whole lot of time to record. You still have to go and do uh, some stuff down the line. So I think we should oh, really just get straight God. into it. Let's go watch some school live. That dog's gonna die. <laughs> I am a weak man. I cannot give this rant the energy I either emotionally nor vocally as it deserves. I think someone needs to die. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching five whole episodes of 2015's Gakko Gurashi, or School Live. And Remington, uh, I didn't tell you the whole story for this show, did I? Uh, no, so I I suspected that, uh, and forgive the voice also. Oh, I, um, we're both broken men right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, we're in the season where part one and part two just sound different. It, don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, we're degrading. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I suspected something was up, all right? Yeah. And I, I was just trying to figure out exactly what. So let me tell our lovely listeners a couple things. First of all, I would recommend that you check out this show. I wasn't sure what the twist was going to be. I was like, oh, is it's Halloween, so is it going to be, like, spooky or is it going to be horror to me? What isn't Sean telling me? Um, and uh, in, in a way, I'm going to say neither of, of those things were accurate. Uh, it, it, but there, there's something else. It is Halloween related, but that isn't the surprise. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, I'll give you another like five seconds or whatever would highly recommend. And then you can come back here. Okay. That was a lie. It is ha- Halloween related because it is spooky. I just didn't want to mention that up front. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Part of the charm of this show, Rem, is the surprise of that first episode, you might say. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and, and so... I immediately was like, all right, we're going to get some, like, I don't know, some Madoka shit. Uh, my first note, cute dog. Love the dog. Tarumaru, love that fucking dog. Right. Uh, in episode one, we get introduced to uh, Yuki. Yuki, uh, sort of the main-ish character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we meet her in the school life club. Uh, we see uh, they, they eat spaghetti together. We see that Yuki just really loves school. Um, and then we meet uh, miscellaneous other characters. Uh, we meet Megu, uh, who is uh, a young teacher who uh, the, the kids really enjoy, right? Um, but also is a little easy to miss, easy to forget about. Uh, we meet uh, uh, Miki, uh, who they call me most of the time. Uh, she's a, a little bit more task-oriented, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet uh, Karumi. Karumi is sort of the tomboy. She does sports at school and also carries around a big old shovel all the time, a big golden shovel. Uh, and then Re, uh, I can't remember what Re's full name is. Uh, she, I believe she's, it's uh, She Yuri. hasn't had her own episode yet. Yuri, all right, yeah, Yuri. Uh, Yuri, she's uh, the gardener uh, and also sort of the stern mother of the group. 
in in this episode, uh, Tarumaru, uh, he's he's running all around school, right? Uh, causing some chaos all throughout. Yuki is following him, as does uh, uh, Miki. Both of them running around. We then see them run into the other characters as well. Lots of silliness going on. Uh, all the characters hang out, talk. Lots of uh, pretty, pretty solid exposition. Uh, nothing like wildly exceptional, but it, it, it's a good intro to all of the characters. Uh, and it helps that all of them have pretty strong character designs, so it works out. But uh, towards the end, Yuki realizes, oh, she left her bag in the classroom. She needs to go grab that. Uh, so she goes and grabs that. She uh, talks to some of the other uh, kids in class because she like pretended to be sick to chase the dog. Uh, and they're like, oh, are you just skipping? And so she, she has fun conversations with the rest of the kids. And then uh, uh, Miki uh, shows up and looks in and is like, ah, shit. Uh, and sees that Yuki is talking to herself in a, a big bloody room where uh, it's completely disheveled. The windows are, uh, are broken. Shit's fucked. Uh, and I halfway through, I, I was like... All right, if this is horror, I'm feeling zombies vibe, and that is born out. It is zombies. Mm. Uh, it's a zombie apocalypse, uh, and that's why they're trapped in the school. But Yuki uh, has some, like, post-traumatic delusions going on, uh, so she thinks everything's just all Gucci, and a lot of it is just working around Yuki's delusions. Um, also, one thing that they haven't mentioned yet, but I'm, like, 100% on, uh, and I was, I was very confident... Uh, in episode one that this was the case, and now I'm even more confident. Uh, Megu, the teacher, um, at first I wasn't sure if she was real at all. Now, uh, she had her own episode. Megu is real, but she's definitely fucking dead. One mil- or she's- I, or gone, I guess. She could just be gone, but I'm pretty sure she's fucking dead. Mm -hmm. The Megu we see, uh, is a delusion of Yuki's, uh, and- and they hide it pretty well, because they have the other characters- like, interact with Megu, but only after Yuki says something about it, right? Uh, Yuki will... It, 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 it's like going to dinner uh, with with a, a friend's family, right? Uh, you, 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 your mom buys all your friends dinner, and then one of the friends says thank you, so then all of the others are like, oh, yes, uh, uh, def thank, thank you, thank you, Megu. Uh, they're, they're just indulging in the delusion. Uh, but they do it well. It's, it's a good delusion. I caught it early, but I don't think everybody necessarily would uh and that's episode one uh so already it's it's an apocalypse you get both implied and certain child murder going on the dog is in constant danger which i don't love <laughs> but i but i recognize that that adds to the stakes um now anytime the dog goes off on its own i'm like ah shit we have a flashback in a later episode that we'll get to where, where the dog runs away, and even though I knew that it would survive because that was in the past, I still felt fear from for my, for my adorable boy. <laughs> I'm glad I could give you a show that gave you some real stakes for once, Rem. <laughs> About fucking time. Really? Like, you don't need to tell me the world's gonna end. Just be like, hey, this dog might be in danger, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so the general format of the show, how it sort of explores it, is largely character-oriented, at least thus far. Uh, so far, every character is getting an episode, or in one case, two episodes, to sort of flesh them out where they are uh, major, if not the main focus. Episode two, that is for Kurumi. 
uh, shovel girl. Uh, so Karumi, she wakes up from a nightmare uh, where she was on a rooftop and this boy turned into a zombie in front of her and attacked her. Um, it seems like like her and that boy, uh, they're friends or maybe there's a relationship going on. We don't know yet, right? Um, but yeah, so she, Karumi is going through some shit. We get to the proper just day-to-day -day stuff, right? Where Yuki gets a one-on-one -on -one lesson with Megu. Uh, the girls all talk about Yuki's delusion and Karumi goes on patrol. Uh, there's a single zombie that found its way into the school, so Karumi uh, fucking kills it, just yeets it into the stratosphere. Um, but she has moments of hesitation from general trauma, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then they all decide that, uh, to uh, go on a little adventure. Um, they're, they're doing, I, I think it was at this point, yeah, it's a test of courage Yuki wanted to do. Uh, so they're all going out, and they're like, this is a good time to get supplies. They go to the school store, get some supplies there, um, go to the library to get some books. But there's a zombie lurking in the library, and Yuki uh, draws the attention of the zombie. Fortunately, Megu, at this stage, is sort of Yuki's tether to reality. So even though Yuki doesn't consciously know to, like, hide and be quiet, Megu does. Uh, though, once again, to be clear, I'm very confident Megu is just a part of Yuki's psyche at this stage. Uh, she was real. She, she She's a fucking gone, dude. Uh, the show hasn't told me that yet, but I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Um, if Megu is actually, if this is just actually Megu and she is completely real and all this has been authentic, uh, then I would say it's weird-ass storytelling. That's what I would label that as. Okay, I'm... Comfortable giving you the story that yeah no that it's it's psyche there Ram it's all psyche <laughs> yeah 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 of course yeah, no. of course uh, what happened uh, I was to also Megu, on the other hand that is uh, not something yeah we we've about. yet to figure out uh, those details because we, we know there was Megu she was real she was with the girls uh we we're verily confident now she is no longer with the girls uh and she's never been with uh Miki we'll we'll get to that um but we don't know that middle portion. Uh, anyway, so, fortunately, uh, the girls save Yuki. Yuki is pretty spooked. Uh, she feels like maybe it was, like, a ghost or something. She isn't fully sure. Uh, but, you know, pretty fucked up. Uh, then we go to, uh, episode three, where episode three focuses on Megu. Uh, Megu wakes up, and it's in, it's a flashback. It's a regular day. She wakes up. She goes to teach at the school. She gets, like, so an email from her mom or, or a text message from her mom or something like that, where her mom is like, hey, how is being a teacher? Um, she she gets uh, talking to from vice principal about how she's because she's young. She's getting too close to the students. Uh, she needs to remember she's a teacher, not a friend. All that fun jazz. Uh, she chats with some of the girls. Uh, but then she uh, as she's giving an after school lesson to Yuki, because Yuki is a little bit dumb. Uh, Yuki, she's very energetic, very positive, also pretty dumb. Uh, g giving an after-school lesson to Yuki, she gets a message from her mother to, uh, evacuate, get the fuck out now. Uh, zombie apocalypse, uh, fucking hell, <laughs> I'm broken. It's okay, bud, take it again, you got this, I have faith in you. Zombie apocalypse shit is happening, uh, and it's happening near the school. Uh, so Yuki is like, oh, I should be heading home. And Megu is like, you should not be heading home. Uh, how about we go to the roof? Uh, go check out the garden. So they do, and they see uh, Yuri there. And 
uh, they all have a chat um, before uh, before Megu gets a phone call from her mom, and her mom now is like panicked, being like, "Shit's fucked! Don't open any doors! Oh dear God, you're gonna fucking die, daughter!" Uh, <laughs> nice motivating message, you know that message we all get from our moms from time to time. Uh, and and there's some banging on the door at that point, but fortunately, it's just uh, Karumi and her her crush, her boy toy. Uh, they, they, they allow them in and then blockade the door, but then the crush turns into a fucking zombie. Uh, Kurumi is unnerved, but the moment he plays his hands on her, uh, she immediately grabs that fucking shovel and yeets him into the stratosphere. Just fucking murks him. Uh, which, which, you know, hey, good lesson in self-defense. Even if they're your crush, all right? If they're placing their hands on you, you gotta defend yourself. There's the rules. That's the rules. That is correct. Uh, Yuki, this is the moment that Yuki's mind sort of breaks. Uh, we can see it break. Uh, she goes and comforts, uh, Kurumi. She's sort of fucked up by it all. Cause, you know, just witnessed someone fucking die and there's zombies all throughout. Oh no. Uh, so yeah, that, that's nice and fucked. We, they, we then go to the present time where Yuki wants to camp. Uh, and so they decide to pull out a tent and they camp in one of the classrooms. Uh, and Yuki... Talks about how she's sad that they're all going to graduate and leave Megu. Uh, uh, so a solid, solid episode. We learn more about Megu. I also think this will help mislead people about Megu uh, because she gets a full episode, right? Uh, so real solid stuff so far. Episode four and five, we take uh, Miki. Miki is the focus of episode four and five. Um, so we know that Miki, she wasn't part of the original crew. And we've seen that from the flashbacks. We've heard that she was vaguely, she was in the mall, but we don't know exactly the details of that, right? Um, episode four opens up with Yuki uh, looking or making a graduation album or something like that. Uh, and she finds a drawing of Miki and someone else. And she's like, oh, who is this? Uh, and Miki then has uh, her memories of her, her best friend, Kay. Miki and Kay, they were super close, right? One day they're hanging out at the mall. They do a good job of giving Kay uh, a personality, even though we've seen in the present, we haven't seen Kay anywhere. So that doesn't bode terribly well. No, not in a story um, like this. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you have a flashback and it's like, oh, hey, here's this character you have not seen before. It's like, oh, you didn't make it to the present in one way or another, bud. Uh, technically, it's ambiguous. Uh, on exactly what happens to Kay, but currently she's out of the picture. That's what we know. Um, but yeah, they're hanging out, and uh, we also see the first introduction of Toramaru, where uh, Miki and Kay, they're hanging out, and a cute little dog is there. And they're like, hello, cute little dog, and it's a little grandma's dog. Uh, and very cute, very adorable stuff. But then people start screaming. People are panicking. Uh, something is going down, but they don't know what. Uh, the girls try to leave. The escalators are too packed full and they've stopped. They go to the elevator. They wait for that. Uh, but when the elevator opens, there's just a bunch of bloody corpses there. So they're like, what the fuck? Because remember, these are just these these are just high school girls. Uh, so they're like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck? Then the lights go out. They run. They go to a clothing store, hide in the fitting rooms. They're confused. They're panicked. Uh, but then they hear a sound. And Toromaru comes rushing into the fitting rooms. And they're like, oh, cute dog. Oh, thank God. Uh, they, they peek out. They see the granny is now a zombie. Uh, and they decide they need to try and wait it out. We, we cut to them. They've holed themselves up in a room together um, where evidently they have uh, a decent amount of supplies. 
But it becomes quite clear that Kay is not interested in staying here. Kay very quickly is like, I want to go outside. Staying here is not useful or good. Uh, where Meanwhile, Miki is like, we got to hope that help is going to come. If we go out there, we're going to fucking die, dude. Um, then we cut to, uh, at the same time, back at the school, Yuki comes up with an idea and wants, uh, w- wants to go on a field trip with the other girls. Uh, she wants to go on a field trip, and that leads to them having to get Megu's car. Uh, so uh, Kurumi like, has to run out into the zombie-ridden uh, hellscape outside the school to get the car, get in the car, pick up her friends, and go. Um, meanwhile, with Miki, at one point, uh, Kay decides she's going to leave. She's, she's wanted to leave, and now she's going to. Um, she chats with Miki being like, hey, we can't just keep living this miserable existence. I'm going to take a chance for something more. We'll see if it works out. Uh, and Miki is heartbroken over this. This is her closest friend in the entire world. Uh, now they're going their separate ways in a zombie apocalypse where everything else seems to be lost as well. Um, in her emotional frustration, uh, she she takes out and lashes out on uh, Toromaru briefly. And Tor- Toromaru is a sad boy because of that. Uh, and this creates a little bit of a rift between Miki and Toromaru. All of a sudden, in episode one, what seemed like just like casual jokes about from Yuki talking about how Toromaru doesn't like Miki and blah, 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 some like friendly teasing, all of a sudden has a more serious tone to it. Uh, nonetheless, the next day, uh, Miki wakes up and Toromaru is gone and there's an open window. Toromaru left. He's in the zombie apocalypse all alone. Uh... Oh no, Toromaru, that's not a good idea. Uh, Miki's worried she puts out food for him, uh, but she's not going to go out there herself. That's episode four. A uh, whole lot happening. Uh, one one thing with School Live is that uh, I, I think it ha- it's quite well paced. Every episode moves things forward a significant amount, but not an overwhelming amount. Uh, and it further builds on characters, relationships, tone, the world. Uh, I think it, even for the characters who aren't, like, the main focus of the episode, it does a very good job of uh, building them up, too. Uh, I'm, thus far, very impressed with this show. It is one of the shows that I thought would be a great episode for Halloween, just because of its subversive nature, as well as the fact that it uh, does adhere to some pretty traditional horror tropes, while also doing something a little bit different and new with them. And And something I appreciate is that... It adds a proper, like, weight to the zombies. Uh, Now, I still think that they haven't shown the zombies to be enough of a threat up close, Mm -hmm. just sort of in the abstract, right? Um, Essentially, I don't see any reason to be worried about a single zombie, because they are slow and shambling. In great numbers, maybe they're concerning, but if it's just a single zombie, whatever. Um, As well as I, I think it's conceptually interesting, but too easy to work around the zombies what from what we've learned they mentioned it a few times have faint memories so they will broadly follow their schedule ish uh during the day they'll go to their place of work or to uh their school during the night they'll try to go home shit like that right mm-hmm. as a as a broad general rule which is is a solid idea uh it's cohesive it makes sense but also, it feels like you could find a lot of workarounds to very easily survive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I like it a lot, but it's not perfect. 
Uh, overall, it's still definitely much more good than bad. And these decisions, like, uh, they still put a proper weight on the zombies. They still have a good concept for the zombies, but these things aren't, like, perfect. Uh, episode 5, we continue with the narrative uh, where we left off, where uh, uh, the girls are taking a field trip. They go to the mall. Uh, to keep Yuki quiet, they're like, oh, there's a concert going on. Shut the fuck up, Yuki. Let's not get eaten by zombies. Minus the not uh, get eaten by zombies part, because, you know, you can't break the poor cinnamon bun's brain that easily. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, which I think they've had one conversation about, like, hey, should we be keeping this from her? What should we be doing? W one very brief conversation. I feel like they should, at this stage, there should have at least been, like, a couple more conversations, or at least... A more in-depth conversation about that us uh, because it's like one of the single most important parts of the show and it's sort of just been like eh don't worry about it uh <laughs> i i and i i imagine they'll explore it a little bit more but i feel like it should have probably been done by now considering how important it is and considering how much it has impacted everything thus far yeah and unfortunately one of the limiting aspects of this is this is only a 12 episode adaptation yeah. of a manga that is about 78 chapters i think off the top of my head uh yeah, which i will say right thus far it does seem to be very well paced mm -hmm. so there are, uh, there are some limitations but they do have yeah. future conversations as you might suspect yeah uh so they hold themselves up into a store uh and kurumi uh goes out to try and find some like food and uh, resources and stuff. Uh, and she does find food. And she also finds a dog. Good old Toromaru. He's still doing all right. Uh, the dog follows her back to the other girls. Yuki immediately bonds with the dog. Uh, she loves the dog. Uh, the dog loves her. Immediate relationship. They visit an electronic store, get a few resources, including a little alarm. Uh, they go to a clothing store where there's sort of like this twisted fashion montage. Like, the... Fashion montage you'd expect from a shoujo or a slice of life, but in this grungy, fucked up clothing store, right? Uh, they get a bear gift for Megu, who is technically s sort of around in the abstract. Um, but then they notice some activity. They go to the movie theater. They check that out. Uh, Kurumi, she goes and uh, notices that one of the theaters has been locked from the outside it's it's been barricaded from the outside um she makes th this i is is a dumb as fuck moment um that i think could have been better handled uh she looks inside which is fine uh albeit not ideal uh, a little bit stupid already but i can forgive this uh because curiosity so she looks in and the entire theater is packed with undead uh including uh even young kids uh and so she immediately runs as the zombies notice her, she does not attempt to re-barricade the door, even though it was largely barricaded by, like, a broom and some boxes, so you'd think at least, like, just slot that broom back in. It, it wouldn't take long at all. Um, it was a dumb moment. I mean, to be fair, uh, dumb, people do dumb things in zombie situations. Like, uh, and then, like, the zombies virtual. rush out, but it also doesn't lead to anything. Like, those zombies don't really matter. Uh, so far, genuinely, this is my biggest pr critique of the show, is just, I think that moment was dumb and inconsequential. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, nonetheless, they all uh, get back together. They're chatting. They're chatting. Uh, they're running from uh, from the zombies. Uh, as they're leaving, uh, Yuki starts to feel her trauma memories briefly, right? Um, but then uh, Miki finds glow sticks that the girls used as a distraction 
and the zombies. She v- vaguely heard like barking and some voices, so she she left her her safe haven. Um, so she decides, all right, I'm I'm gonna go. There's people here. I need to get out of here. But she gets trapped by zombies. Uh, zombies trapping her. She's like, oh shit. Uh, Toromaru being a reliable dog, even though Miki uh, lashed out at him, he runs back into the mall because Toromaru is a goddamn hero. <laughs> Yuki follows the dog and the girls follow Yuki. They see another girl, uh, which are like, oh, hey, fuck yes, another survivor. Uh, they go, especially Kurumi, help save them. Uh, once again, a little, it, Kurumi sort of just jumps into the fray and doesn't have many problems. Uh, they put the proper emotional weight on the zombies, but they haven't yet made them feel like a sufficient threat. Uh, like an example, the characters engage with them as if they're a huge threat. They, they do it right emotionally. Like, I feel like they're a threat, but I haven't been shown that they're a threat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what you're Uh, saying is, is you want the dog to be in more danger. Uh, I think <laughs> someone needs to die. Oh, uh, I see. I see. Around episode like seven or eight, I'd say uh, an important character needs to die. Uh, I would, I would vote for Yuki. I think it would be a nice tragic ending for her to die without ever fully realizing what's going on. Uh, as well, because she's such a, a cinnamon roll, uh, it would fuck up the other characters, fuck up the audience emotionally, right? Uh, how how does everyone respond when like the brightest light burns out? Basically, Jesus, uh, that, that's that's I know, that's I know, very dark, sir. <laughs> exactly, and I think that's what this show sort of needs right now because it's going well, it's going good, it's going interesting, and I feel like it's dark and it has dark moments. But I'm like, you need you, you need to fuck me up a little bit, all right? You need to fuck me up a little bit. How would you do that? Brutally killing Yuki. Uh, maybe make like. Give Kor survivor guilt that, uh, give Korumi uh, survivor's guilt that she couldn't, like, save Yuki or some shit, right? Writes itself. Phenomenal. <laughs> but as long as the dog is okay, that's what you care about. Oh, yeah, if the dog dies, I'm, I'm gonna lose my fucking shit. <laughs> well, who knows, right? Maybe we'll come back and uh, revisit this show at some point to give you the closure of the 12 episodes that uh, we currently have of this series. I mean, I would unironically love that. Uh, anyway, they use the alarm they bought to uh, disorient the zombies and get the fuck out of there with Miki. Uh, and and now they're all a crew. We've seen them join together now. Uh, and that's the five episodes. So, Rem, now that you've uh, sat through what uh, on first glance appears to be just the cutest little moe slice of life cinnamon roll type show, and it turns out to be a dark, twisted uh, glimpse into the reality of a, an apocalypse situation. Do you think this is a good show for a lot of people out there? Uh, this is a phenomenal show. 10 out of 10. Probably not actually 10 out of 10. No. But yeah. <laughs> it's it's spooky bullshit uh, with child murder and interesting twists and subversion. I vibe with that. Yeah. But don't you... Doesn't it make you sad that you didn't get to watch the other show that I presented to you? Like... Uh, no, I'll be honest. Happy with my choice. You're happy with your choice? You have no regrets whatsoever? Even though well, I could have been, like, a very uh, subversive twist and I gave you two really good shows to think about. I mean, I can't know for sure that the other show was a good show. Um, and, and so I, I strongly believe I made the right choice. Well, that's a fair enough assumption. Hey, Rem, do you have any guesses on what the mouse score for uh, Gakko Garashi is? All right. It's 
it, it's essentially, do I think there was any any slice of life cute girls doing cute things fans that felt spurned by this? <laughs> you think somebody went into the show and was like, wait a minute, this isn't my Moe Blob show. This has stakes and darkness and trauma. <laughs> I, I think at least some of them, um, but I, I think very little. I, I don't think they would be a lot, because I feel like even if you went in here for Slice of Life, I feel like most people would, would dig the subversion. Uh, I, I'm about to say something. I'll deny it if anybody ever tries to, to call me out on saying this, Sean. Okay. But I think in certain respects, weebs are largely multifaceted. Whoa. I know. Whoa. I know. I know. Holy You'll never shit. hear me repeat this. <laughs> You'll, uh, from this point on, I'll, I'll, I'll continue on that they are one-dimensional trash gremlins. But uh, And this one moment when you are a broken shell of a man. I, I think that very rarely are weebs like, oh, I only like this one genre and this is it. Uh, like, even you who is shown in trash, right? You have a broad array of tastes. And I think that applies to a lot of weebs. Basically, weebs like anime and they prefer genres usually that that that's sort of how i think of it mm-hmm. uh and so i don't think there's going to be huge backlash i think that even if you came here for it uh most people will be like oh fuck yeah good subversion um which but though i will also say it's super hard to market as always because if you market it in such a way for the people who would appreciate it most then you would lose the impact of the subversion yeah. uh like th- this show it works best if you're interested in slice of life moe bullshit like i am um but then also you fucking love spooky brutal nonsense like i do uh i think this is going to be an 8.28 no 8.27 all right well rem with no wait it's is it is it new is it new uh 2015 oh okay no yeah okay then i'll i'll say 8.25 well rem with uh, about 203,000 ratings on mal uh Gakugarashi, or School Live, is sitting uh, nice and pretty at 7.62. What the fuck? Fuck you. Fuck you all. <laughs> this is like the most off I've been in a while. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> genuinely, Ram, I, I could not tell you why. Uh, Does it have the worst ending in any anime ever? Like, No, what the it fuck doesn't. Is... It doesn't. Like, the ending... Y- y'all can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> The majority. Of- you know what, Weeps? You are one-dimensional trash. <laughs> Fuck you. I was wrong. I tried for the one time. The one time I'm like, hey, you know what? In my calculations, I gotta acknowledge even Weeps couldn't be this wrong. They were that wrong. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh God. Oh, God, your your tirades when you are as broken as you are right now just lack so much impact, Ram. <laughs> I am a weak man. I cannot give this rant the energy I either emotionally nor vocally as it deserves. Nonetheless, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, and I'll tell you right now, Ram, it's, the reason this is probably lower on the scale is simply due to the fact that not as many people blindly rated it a 10 out of 10. The vast majority of the ratings are in the like the 8 to 7 range. So it's just kind of being tugged down just a little bit by a lot of people agreeing on the rating roundabout. You Fuck know, all y'all. <laughs> I think it's a good show, Ram. According to Weebs, it's horrendously mediocre. 
Oh, Rem, Rem, Rem. Well, maybe... The... Remind me what Attack on Titan is rated on, Mal. Oh, God. Are you sure you want me to tell you that? I want right to feel now? the rage, Sean. I want to feel the rage. You want to feel the rage that you can't properly express because you're a Th broken man? Throw me in the fucking abyss. What is Attack on Titan rated on Mal right now as we speak? Give me one second. If Mal will cooperate and load. There we go. Uh... Would you like to know, like, the original first season or, like, the most recent season? Whatever is more representative of its overall rating. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the first uh, season rating. Currently, uh, Attack on Titan is sitting uh, with 2.5 million ratings. The first season is sitting at 8.53. I hate you motherfuckers so fucking much. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, and... Uh, Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2, uh, to make yourself even angrier, sitting at 9.06. If, if I was capable, then I would, I, oh man, I'd be yelling up a storm. I know you my, would be. My, my vocal cords are so fried right now. Weebs. Oh, you, you, you have disappointed me many instances, but... Ah, uh, this cuts deep. This cuts deep. Well, Rem, just bottle up that emotion for when you're full, hale, and healthy, and then we can really dig into them with uh, whatever we come to next time. Uh, so I guess the final question I have to ask you, Rem, is there any chance you'd like to watch a little bit more School Live with me? Uh, yes, obviously. I would love to finish the series at some point. And maybe we will. But with that in mind, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed listening to the death rattles of two men who have gone way too hard in October, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or Spotify. We do read every single one, and we appreciate every single one just as much. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where you can watch myself, Dylan, and Remington occasionally play video games. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to have your name thanked live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? <laughs> I hate to do this. I, I genuinely don't think I can do the Patreon readings because already the time that I've spent recording, my throat hurts like a motherfucker. I can tell, and I'm about where you are as well, if I'm honest. <laughs> Hey, 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 Dylan. Hey, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan right, lovely Dylan. Right, Dylan, lovely Dylan. Dylan. However, it's midnight right now, so I'm going to be a little chill and laid back with how I laid this one down. Since I'm in charge this week, we're going to do things a little differently. We're going to be starting off at the top of the pyramid at the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier. And each of these patrons will be receiving a quote from a notable Italian zombie film. Starting off with Dylan Hayden. You are going to get... Mr. Bell, if those gates are left open, it could mean the end of humanity. We gotta get them shut again. At midnight on Monday, we go into All Saints Day. The night of the dead begins. If those portholes of hell aren't shut before, no dead body will ever rest in... What the fuck am I... What the fuck? Well, that was going to be Joy Wheeler, and then it just kind of spiraled into a little bit of everything. That is... The majority of a quote from City of the Living Dead, which came out in 1980. Next up, Remington's lovely mother. You get. Hey, you. What are you staring at? Are you hungry? Eh, I get it. You want a little bite out of me? Sure, why not? What meat do you like? Drumstick or wing? 
And that is from 1980's Hell of the Living Dead. Reptali is my anime wife who has returned. You get. What's all this about the dead coming back to life again and having to be killed a second time? I mean, what the hell's going on here? That is from 1979's Zombie, also known as Zombie 2, Z-O-M-B-I. Italian horror is weird. Most of these have several names. Next up, we have Tongue Punch My Butterhole Daddy Jonathan. Uh, you get Anne. Mommy says you're not dead. Is that true? That is from 1981's The House by the Cemetery. Next up, we have Magic Ice Bowl. You get you ungodly warlock. Because of you, this hotel in this town will be cursed forever. And that is from 1981's The Beyond. Pizza Cotton Candy is my waifu. You get... You're, you're all doomed. You're doomed to a horrible death. Doomed to be eaten up. First, they'll kill you. And then, they'll ruin your Joey Wheeler voice and make it something completely incomprehensible. That is paraphrased from 1980's Hell of the Living Dead. Blood Cell, back to not being the white one. Fuck those guys, they're way too aggressive. You get, be careful what you do, because this hotel was built over one of the seven doors of evil, and only I can save you. And that is from the beyond. Chauncey Nasbaum, you get, I'm telling you, you'll end up a dirty old man reading that stuff. A pervert, a peeping Tom. I saw this porno flick once. This guy in the audience got so carried away with it, he humped himself to death. That is from 1980's City of the Living Dead. Demon Ray 13. You get... It's her, Mrs. Alden. This morning she was in a coffin at the funeral home. Now she's here in my kitchen. From City of the Living Dead. Last but not least, we have... Remington is a weeb. And you get... All right, nothing's gonna happen as long as we stay together. I promise you... What we've got to do now is to get away from here as fast as we can. Everybody's going nowhere slowly. We got to get away from the pack. There's nothing wrong with going nowhere, baby, but we should be going nowhere fast. And that is partially from 1980's Nightmare City and also partially from Streets of Fire. Next up, we're moving on down to the Boy Wizard tier, where each and every one of you will be recommended... A zombie film, or a film at least, with zombies in it as a theme or an element or a plot point. And I expect a written report on my desk by next Tuesday on what you thought of the film. Sean, you are my idol, and just like you, I also like Boku no Pico. You are going to be getting 28 Days Later. Miguel DeLeon, you are going to be getting Pet Cemetery. Please watch Healer Girl, a cute slice of life about using magic to heal people. Also, Rem is still a girl. You're going to be getting the original Night of the Living Dead. All Fathers Counting Down until next Bonsai, 52 weeks as of October 20th, you are going to be getting the recent Army of the Dead. Crimson Reapers, just because of the scythes, you're going to be getting the autopsy of Jane Doe. Anime Girl, you're going to be getting Dawn of the Dead. Inuyasha is my favorite waifu, you're going to be getting Dead Alive. Aaron Hegland, you are going to be getting Planet Terror. Warning, you're 799 episodes away. You're going to be getting Day of the Dead. Beethoven 1201, you're going to be getting The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Mike got his Overlord review. You're going to be getting Hashtag Alive. Hey, Rem, do a backflip. 
you're going to be getting Demon Knight. Vincent Calabrese, you're going to be getting Resident Evil Retribution. Go ahead, call the cops. It won't silence the voices. They're getting louder. Please send help. You're going to be getting Quarantine. My Afro-Aid, my dog. You're going to be getting 1957's The Curse of Frankenstein. My Tawa says the first three arcs of Bakamonogatari's are just eight episodes. You're going to be getting Doom Annihilation. The Great Butt Ball of Despair. You're going to be getting Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity. Latinos stopped eating from confusion about Sean's relationship with body pillows. You are going to be getting Herbert West Reanimator. Order up of seriously high-proof whiskey and hot chicken spicy enough to literally make you breathe fire. You're going to be getting Dead Heat. Yu Yu Hakusho's the best term in arc anime. You are going to be getting Death Becomes Her. Animated Z, you're going to be getting Zombie Tidal Wave. Sandman of F, you are going to be getting Tombs of the Blind Dead. Pneumona Jehurzavhernamashuganadugadadu is the longest word in the English dictionary. You are going to be getting World War Z. Shane Ware, conduit hedonistic pansexual polyamorous switches. You are going to be getting Warlock, the Armageddon. And finally, Massimo Martelli. You are going to be getting Cockneys versus Zombies. And now we move on down to our Yandere waifus who are totally real and not just us thinking back to someone we may or may not have known for a brief moment in time. And those are Cassidy, Ross Palmer, Glenn Michael Dolan, Salty Pretzel, Farmer Weeb's Bad Pickup Line of the Week. Wanna fuck like ducks? Why Shown Why Sean? Come Sluts from Sluts. Crumb Sluts. Bakery might be closing down. Is anyone surprised it's a health code violation? Cheese Monkey Jacks. Fuck of Love Foxin' Boy. If you're gonna in the die, you, you, for die, in the real, you game, in the real, for the die, the die, game, for real, die, game, for real, die, game, for the die. Elise Howard, no waifu, no laifu, I want to feast on your despair. Now give me a cool and interesting animated, anime-related pun, you Irish fuck. Well, uh, joke's on you, I'm not Irish, so, uh, fuck you. Totally God, Hunter Davies, Jam Hands, Walk Me Home Gently, Leave Denji and Pachita out of harm's way, Sean, you work at a haunted house and I want you to haunt my house, a wink, Just a Traveler, Silent Secondary, Birdie the Birdie, Great Scott, Time to hop in your DeLorean and get the power up, sets in why Schwartz old sets get support and more, and when that final moment came to pass, like Christ, I came riding on an ass, Nick Harvey, Shoujo Addict who doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. Miska rejects your diagnosis, says Miska, skeptical that a compulsion to sing Super Freak all day is a symptom of COVID. Xanax, Cage in the House, Rock Hard for Geodudes, Yandere Neko, AJ Honey. And now we go on to the Boy Wizard tier where you get a, the task you avoided by writing a Patreon name. Chris, you get planning your fiance's birthday. Thank you, Rem, for letting me know where to find the P.O. Box. Tiger Lily Snape. More revisits, 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 more more revisits, more revisits, more revisits, more revisits. I stumbled all over this, and I'm also continuing it way longer than it actually goes on. I want Ren to ruin Darling in the Franks for me. Casey Mosley, Creed 13, The Susanator, Mad O2 Max, Rhiannon Williams, Mexican Gone Freaks, Fantide, Blood for the Blood God, Skulls for the Skull Throne, Turtly Enough for the Turtle Club, Static Shock is my favorite anime, Extreme Cobra, Duck. Hey, Hughes, where's the water in this hellhole? 
Trenton Farrell, Big Blue Bear Boy, The Big Bean, Drink Chocolate Milk, Prevent Wobbly Bones, Not a Conspiracy, Travis J. Humphrey, Lysan, Lysanthia, Rem Gimme Depression, Dickite Mimicin, Pikachin, Tris, and Tefluoroethyl Trifluorophosphate, also known as FAP, and finally, Trans 14Bis 4Pridaleth, Nitzera, Micaiah 7 Hirto, King Ritrock, Sean, Punish Rem and Make Him Watch Excel World. Joey Wheeler presents Anime Out of Context Halloween Special 2022. Ducks Haunted Halloween Harem. Wanna breed? Whomst of Wade Wade. Take my cheeks. Elite Knight. Sean still uses Internet Explorer. Sounds like he must like it nice and slow. I, Remington, am a kappa. I love to steal everyone's butt balls. I, Rem, Vow to masturbate to Lolly Kirito. AJ Tunnels. Good job, Rem. It seems you're consistent. But now, Spicitis. Mo Mo Halloween Mo Mo Halloween Happy Wait, oh, Moe. It's Moe. They didn't add the, the diacritic marks. Moe Moe Halloween Moe Moe Halloween Happy Moe Moe Halloween. We need more Moe. Audio glitch. A daze. Rem continues to crush my soul. I'm jealous of your heart. It's pounding in you and I'm not. Zombie Stomp 91 Soul Eater's Life, Gay Butt Sex, <laughs> Stacy's Mom, and finally, Pablo Mastretta. Thank you guys very much. Oh, we love you too, and I wish we could <coughs> do better. I wish I could do better. Oh, okay, then outro time. Thank you all for tuning in. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Tongue punch the butter bottle.